Rebel Nation, it's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with your host, Gary Darby. Around fakes left, goes right himself, he's in the end zone, touchdown, Ole Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby. It is Egg Bowl week, and tonight on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, we will do it in this order. Lane's thoughts coming up in a couple of minutes. Harry Harrison of the Ole Miss Radio Network joins us at 610. We get to your text messages and the Ole Miss injury report after that. By the way, if you want to get those text messages in, 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. At 630, Brian Haydad. You just, on some of our Super Talk stations, heard him on Sports Talk Mississippi and the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Join us in our game day segment. We'll end with the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment, the good, bad, and ugly. As the promo said, I'm Gary Darmy. I am joined by the great Chuck Roundsville. Hello, sir. Good evening. You're doing How good? are you? Doing good? Yeah, man. I always love this week. I just do. I'm with you, except for the Darby family Thanksgiving is at my house on Sunday. (laughs) We are basically split down the middle. Really? Half the people coming will be from Columbus and Maroon and White. The rest of us are in the Oxford Water Valley area, and they'll be about 25 to 30, almost split down the middle. Somebody will be miserable. Very (laughs) early. And, And the winner tries to be nice it doesn't always happen it doesn't always happen why do you even try (laughs) gordon ford how are you i am good tonight good good to have you back in the house and doing things as well uh so Ole beat vanderbilt 31 to 17 i don't know how much we want to go through that on saturday but chuck the rebels are nine and two they're five and two in the sec and now we move into this week yeah oh this it's been great you know and i I gotta tell you Gary, I didn't anticipate them getting a peak performance against Vanderbilt. They just put a peak performance in against Texas A&M. They're looking forward to their rival game on Thursday. I mean, that that's a sandwich. That's a trap game. Right. You know, and they, they played good enough to win, and that's all that counts. Yeah, it was a sandwich game, as Kiffin called it. And, uh, you know, I, I mean. Kiffin called it. I just called it. Well, though. I know you called it and Chuck <laughs> called it. But, yeah, it was a sandwich game. I don't think the Rebels played up to what they usually are. And um, I think uh, this upcoming week is going to be a, a big, big week. I don't know about you. Cause I'm a big text message guy, and I have this large text message group. And during games, we're always going back and forth. doesn't matter what it is. Football, basketball, baseball. If tennis is, you know, somebody's messaging someone Mm -hmm. and some were complaining about this and that. And at the end of it, I I said, number one, Gray Kessinger was on my television at a football game. And I'm, you know, a longtime Mm -hmm. Kessinger fan and watched Gray from the time he was eight years old. Ole Miss is nine and two in football. That's right. Right? In, Eighth in the country. In, in football. We're in the we're in the top ten, and to go along with that, the beverage I was drinking at the time was really cold and nice. Mm-hmm. And so it was all a good Saturday for me. Yeah. I don't know, you know, yeah, okay, we didn't beat Vanderbilt 51-17, to 17, but how many years? We talked about it on the program last week, yeah. right? Yeah, they've been we a thorn were, in our side. We were excited to be up by 14 on Vanderbilt somewhere in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> and they stepped up, too. You know, Vanderbilt played, you know, very good for them, and uh, it was a good day for me, too. I want to send a uh, um, shout-out to Brian Maxey, the M-Club alumni, for taking care of me this weekend. Brian does a great job over there, but I had some beverages, too, and had a great time. <laughs> the only the only issue I have against Vanderbilt is not, against, not just against Vanderbilt, and we're going to talk to Harry about this. Our second-half production has just been on offense, has been not very good the last four, three or four games, and that's got to change against Mississippi State. And I agree. Got to figure something. I out. agree with you, and I want to ask Harry that too. Do you think uh, some of it is? I mean, Matt's ankles. Obviously, there's been receivers that we didn't have until the last couple of weeks, but Matt hasn't been running the football like yeah. he has. And early. I wonder. I'm wondering if the tempo 
I mean, this will be the ninth straight game without That's a, true. And I'm wondering if tempo just wears them down, and at halftime they just can't get their energy level back up. It's got to be something. I agree. You know, or maybe our coaches aren't adjusting well enough. I don't know, but I won't. I want Harry's opinion. Let's get Lane's thoughts brought to you by First South Farm Credit. It goes to this week and this game and the rivalry that is. I don't know. I know I'm not diminishing rivalry games, but everyone says you're supposed to treat them different and do all this different stuff, and I've just never been around where you do that. You don't all of a sudden practice more or try harder. You know, that's not how we do things. We try to get to one and know every week, so... I know you want to hear that, you know, we're going to do some magic thing this week because we're playing Mississippi State, but we just got to prepare really well. Chuck, we got about a minute and a half. You got to prepare really well. It is a rivalry week. We just talked about within the Darby family what it's what it's like. Um, but you, you were talking before we got on air here. These two coaches probably were needed, I think, for this rivalry. Yeah, I think it got too heated. I mean, it between the, between the sidelines, it ought to be a war. Yes. Uh, you know, a football war. Let me say that. I, I'm, I'm sensitive to that word because we <laughs> just came out of a real war. Uh, but but the, the the rivalry had gotten too vitriolic, in my opinion, just, just way too where – Fans were hating on each other, and that's not necessary. Still are. Still it's a football seeing, game. Right. You're still seeing it still today. some hate out there, but it's not as bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's among the fans. There's still a lot of that that's yeah. Chuck's like. But I think these two coaches have been friends for a long time. It's a little bit different for them. It is a very important football game. And they both know me. that. They do. Harry Harrison joins us on the other side. It's Egg Bowl Week and the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Cannon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw. Raw Real Estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Come back to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. By the way, Cannon Nissan of Jackson will have the Heisman Trophy at the dealership starting Wednesday through Monday, cool. the 29th. So wow. if you're in our Jackson, Mississippi area, you want to see the Heisman, it would be nice if an Ole Miss quarterback was in that mention by the end of the year. Gary, you ought to see me do the Heisman pose. Can you, you got it? Oh, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I, I do it in front of my mirror every night, obviously. <laughs> Harry Harrison is going to join us. It's Harry's Corner presented by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929. 54 locations, six states, Gateway Tire going the distance for you. Harry Harrison, do you have a Heisman pose? 
I do not have a Heisman vote. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got to be such a statistical thing that uh, even a freshman with big stats can win, you know? That's true. I want to go to what we have been talking about in the first segment, and, and then we're going to get on into this this game with Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and that's the concern in the second half for the offense and scoring points. What do you think is going on in the red zone or just in the second half in general? Well, that's a good question. You know, everybody's been concerned about it. Obviously, we, we scored a touchdown uh, Saturday night, which uh, got got the three-point jinx off our back. But, uh, you know, we're just not – we're just not uh, – and of course, the injuries that played a part in the in, you know series or games prior to tonight, this past Saturday. But you know, it uh, I think lack of execution. I think you know Vanderbilt. He can say what you want to. It's hard to get a team after playing so well against A and M. Kind of a trap game. You look at this, the the records. You look at the turn on the tape and go, yeah, I got it. You know, and so. Uh, you know, this team is just was not as focused. We went up fairly big early, and Vanderbilt looked like for a long time they were just playing for field goal uh, uh, percentages and field goal ranges <laughs> and field goal line of scrimmage. You know, it was kind of strange to me. But, uh, you know, I just think it was a lack of uh, focus in the second half you know, on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. Yeah, I thought so too, Harry. But let's just jump right into Mississippi State. That Vanderbilt, we're 9-2. and two. That's Five right. and two in the SEC. That's all that counts. Uh, and then the uh, battle for the Golden Egg Thursday. What are your initial thoughts on that, my friend? Well, it's going to be a heck of a game, Chuck. I mean, uh, I think Lane Kiffin summed it up. You know, uh, Mike Leach has been doing basically the same thing for the last 25, 30 years. And you'd think after a while somebody would figure out well, this is the way to defense that. But so far, nobody really has. Once their quarterback and receivers and, you know, start clicking, and, and it didn't early in the season, but as this season has progressed, they've got better and better. And so, you know, you, you, it's kind of a chess match, Chuck. You, do, you, do you bring pressure on this down? Do you bring pressure every down? Do you drop eight and, and rush three? I mean, I think you make those decisions as the game wears, wears on, and you decide which way. I mean, obviously – we know from last year when uh, Rogers was a true freshman, you give him enough time, uh, you're going to complete some passes. You know, the Rebels got out early last year and held on to win by a score, but you, you just you got to get some pressure on the guy. And uh, you'd like to be able to do that with the front three, but, that, you know, the odds of that happening are not very good. So you got to pick your poison. You try to do it uh, uh, when it's passing down. But in their, in their scheme, every down is a passing down. Yeah, they only rush for 96 yards a game. They throw for like 327 or 347. And and Will Rogers, the difference between him last year and this year is just night and day. Well, it is. I mean, obviously, Chuck, he was a true freshman last year, confidence. But they brought some receivers in. Their leading receiver is a transfer in from Cal. So the portal has helped those guys, too. You know, obviously, it's helped the Rebels some, but it's helped the Mississippi State from from that standpoint. Uh, their right tackle was a transfer from Alabama. A uh, young man, I think, he played over at, uh, at West Point. I think that's where he's from. And his name is Scott Lashley. They've got a really good left tackle. Obviously, everybody knows about Charles Cross, but the Lashley guy transferred from over to Alabama. So everybody's used that transfer portal to their advantage, but they play good defense, too. So, uh, you know, now the weather's iffy. You don't know who that would favor or wouldn't favor. So it's uh, – Anytime you go over there with the noise of those cowbells, it's a state of confusion. It's uh, it's always a game. Harry Gordon, you know, one thing about Mike Leach, he's always going to do something unique. And, you know, everybody's kind of been on him because they don't run the ball a lot. Do you see him running any? or And you, and you watch them play. They're receivers like everywhere. But I, I would think that he's going to come out and try to run somewhat. How about you? Well, I don't know if he'll get too far away from what he does, but they, they do run it. They, they run it more uh, than, of course, this past Saturday more than normal, but they were playing a team that was highly inferior to them. So uh, they probably did that just to burn some clock and get out of there. But, you know, when they're dinking and dunking passes to those backs, that's just an extension of their run game. Even though it counts in the passing game category, it's still it's still an extension of that run game. So they, they run a lot of uh, – uh, you know, it's it's amazing uh, when a defensive end leaves from where he is. Sometimes those backs, rather than help block, they just go there, go there and stand where the, the guy left from, and they throw it right over the top. 
And then sometimes they take these guys and put them in motion. They play them out of backfield. They do all kind of things. But they're a patient team. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not a team like the Rebels that's going to go fast. I mean, that's not what they do. They're going. I don't know that they huddle, but they're not going to try to try to tempo. They're going to be very patient. And Mike Leach is satisfied picking up four or five yards of down. I mean, he, he, they're very satisfied with that. So, you know, they, they dink and dunk you underneath, and you finally go, okay, I'm coming up and stop that. And then they throw one over the top for you for 20, 30, 40 yards. So it's a good system. It's hard to defense. Uh, you know, if the Rebels are playing good, and, you know, I like us, of course, but it's going to be it's going to be tough. Harry, something you said earlier of, of how, trying to decide whether to pressure or drop back. The, from what I've seen, and I've only watched two or three games in Mississippi State, they get the ball out so quickly that it, it, it's hard to pressure them, really, like you said, doing the dinks and dunks. Uh, so it, it's really going to be a, a heck of a chess match between Leach and D.J. Durkin, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that's true, Chuck. I think I think obviously you got to line up with those six defensive backs. I think even if you were in a conventional uh, defense like we're not, of course, we've got three down line with two inside backers. But I think you would have to go to that nickel and dime package right off the bat against this offense. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So we're going to line up with the best chance to stop that with this uh, three-two-six. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but you just don't, you just would like to be able to make this this Will Rogers guy move around in the pocket and mm-hmm. not get comfortable back there because obviously he's got some weapons. He's more, and now he's in the, really almost through his second season. He's done very well with. It. He's obviously very comfortable with it. He's uh, he's doing exactly what Mike Leach wants him to do with it. And they don't seem to panic. I mean, go back two weeks ago to the Auburn game. They're down twenty eight to three. They didn't make any any big changes. They just decided, heck, let's just keep doing what we're doing. And all of a sudden, it starts clicking and clicking. The next thing you look up, they scored 40 unanswered. Harry, you can say this, I, I know, with every game, but this to me is the Ole Miss defense making tackles because Mississippi State leads the nation in yards after the catch. When they catch it, no matter if it's that four-yard, five-yard, whatever it is, Rebels have to get them on the ground in a hurry. Well, there's no doubt about that, uh, Gar, Adar, but but you know, when you throw it seventy times a game, there's a lot of opportunities to get yards out of the catch, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you're right. It's going to be a lot. You know, a lot of their game is get them in space and make you miss. They're going to get one on ones, and so you're right. It's got to be about tackling because they're going to get the one on ones, and uh, and so we got to get them on the ground, no doubt. Last thing before we let you go, because we're, we're closing in on the break, do you have a memory of yours as a player or since you've been in the booth, anything stand out more than any other in this game? Oh, well, I had memories, obviously, as a player. Uh, you know, if you go back and look at the, the stretch of the, the, the varsity, 71, 72, and 73, our run in those three years was the largest discrepancy in, in points. I think we had like 124 or 30, and they had like, 24 or 30 it was uh we didn't have any trouble with them that's why i've always streamed lsu with my rivalry but obviously that has changed over the years and but uh intercepted a couple passes against them in my junior year so you know that was a fun day obviously in oxford but hey i've seen a little bit of the good the bad and the ugly being in the booth obviously with eli manning over there on uh, thanksgiving night in the rain we smoked him i think it was 31 nothing and then I remember Bo Wallace getting tripped up on the goal line in overtime, fumbling in the end zone, lose that one. I mean, I've seen a little bit of it all, Gary, but thanks for asking. So you're the reason that they're better now. You beat them so bad <laughs> during your time that they decided they had enough of that mess, and, that, and uh, now they're competitive. Uh, so you're I'm the sure reason. Those guys are playing now have probably got that on their mind, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Harry, another fun time with you. We'll be back in touch and uh, safe travels and enjoy I'll, Thursday. I'm sure I'll see y'all Thursday night in Starville, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you can see him be there. <laughs> Thanks, there Harry. All right. That's our friend Harry Harrison on with us uh, throughout. And, you know, he said basically what a lot of people are thinking. He, he just gives you a little more detail about it because he knows so much about football, but um, good stuff there. Without a doubt. Text messages come up next, 426-1093 at 662-426-1093. We'll do that. Plus, we have the Rebel Injury Report coming up in the next segment as well. Back in a few. I like coconuts. You can break them open. 
Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. Cannon Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Cannon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Well, you just heard the ad for Cannon Motors. I'm supposed to mention again the Cannon Nissan of Jackson will have the Heisman Trophy at the dealership. Starts Wednesday, goes through Monday of the month, right the 29th. I was trying to think of the date. That's it. Text messages from 662-426-1093. Let's start here in the 903 area code, guys. Although a respectable college talk show host says that Ole Miss won't get Arch Manning, what is this group's opinion? I not only believe we get him, but keep Kiffin. Your thoughts, sir? Well, I mean, he's a junior in high school. Right, and there's a lot to be done. He's going all over the country checking everything out, but his roots are here. So I think Ole Miss has got just as good a shot as anybody, but... You know, who knows what's going on in the mind of a 16-year-old? I think they get him, and I'll tell you why. Because he was big high on Texas. I know Chuck mentioned Georgia. I just don't see him being a Georgia Bulldog. I don't think Texas is getting it done. Sarkeesian is kind of winding and him, but he's seen what Texas is. They should not be that bad, and that was the next team. I don't think he goes to Clemson either. I think he's a rebel. I think it's he got another year of high school. There's a lot to be done in all kind of programs. A lot of different things could happen between now and decision day for him. Yeah. And, you know, and and some kids want to play uh, in their father and uncle's and grandfather's footsteps, and some kids don't. We don't know that about Arch. So all this speculation is nothing but that is speculation. Right. Nobody knows. He doesn't know. I wouldn't. You know, I mean, right, if it was my kid right now, I mean, let's play out your junior season, get into this, take some, take all the visits you want to take. Mm-hmm. We, we can afford to go wherever you yeah, want to no go kidding. and take the visits, and we'll see whatever you want to see yeah. and, and live with it after that. The next question off the text message line that we'll get to, and then we'll get to the injury report, what do you think Ole Miss will do with the quarterback now that Corral is leaving? Well, you got Luke Altmaier on the on the bench waiting for his opportunity, and I'm sure they'll hit the transfer portal as well. Um, and it's recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Yeah. So yeah. see what happens. I, I don't disagree with Chuck, and I think they'll get somebody from the transfer portal. Ohio State has a lot of five-star quarterbacks that aren't playing, so you know you could possibly look at them. But Altmaier, what was he, four- or five-star recruit, wasn't he, Chuck? Yeah. Florida State I mean, committed him, and you know, that was a big deal at the time, and he's a rebel now. And I'll say this about Altmaier. When he came in against Tennessee when Corral got hurt, I always look at a quarterback's eyes, and they showed close-ups. 
there was not a bit of panic in that kid's eyes, and he drove Auburn the Rebels, as well. He drove the Rebels right down the field. You know, I mean, didn't they didn't score because Corral came back in and and they scored, but uh, the kid the kid's cool. Thanks for those questions. we got to get into the injury report now. By the way, the text messages were presented by Cannon Cleary McGraw. Cannon Cleary McGraw. CCMOxford.com for homes, for land, for condos. If you're looking for things for sale in Oxford, CCMOxford.com. Now to the Rebel Injury Report. Let's see what that is like. Thanks to Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. It's going to be short, Kerry. Thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> we got everybody back for Vanderbilt. and, and except, Now, Jonathan Mingo didn't play much, and I still don't think he's quite right. But it's another week, and he might be right by Thursday. He's been having trouble cutting on that on that foot. Uh, Tysheem Johnson came back. Uh, Drummond's fine. Matt's fine. I think we're going to be as healthy for – Mississippi State as we've been in, uh, in five or six weeks. Which is great considering the short week, right? Oh, no you, question. You couldn't have because we can remember those Egg Bowls pass, wasn't it? Romero Miller had a bad ankle one mm-hmm. time, and it was boom, you got to hurry up and play a game and can't get there and others along the way. I, I'm going to go back quickly, guys, with us just a little bit into the second half issues because Matt is just now – last week he just had his three receivers back for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's still – Found Pearson a couple of times, too. I think you're right. Mingo wasn't really ready to be there. Um, but he had Drummond and Sanders on the field for the first time, quote, healthy in how many games? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. five or six. And you still got to, you know, that's things that still have to be worked out. I mean, yeah. it's not just as easy as, all right, dudes, go run routes, get open, I'm going to get it to you. Yeah. It's just not that simple. Yeah. And, I, and I think also that defenses realize that he's not being as aggressive running the ball anymore. And and it's the same thing with Will Rogers. I meant to bring this up with with uh, and I will with Hey Dad, with Harry. We seem to do well against quarterbacks that aren't very mobile, and Will's not very mobile, and Matt hadn't been very mobile for three or four weeks. So, you know, it, when you're not having to defend that eleventh guy, then it, it makes your defense a little bit easier. But State also struggles, Chuck, with people who can run on them. And one sure. thing the Rebels can do: run. Yeah. No question. So we didn't really get into it with Harry, but I'm looking at, and I have it pulled up right here, the weather forecast for Starkville, Mississippi on Thursday. Uh, there is a 75% chance, 77, said whatever. Anyway, there's a big chance for the afternoon. There's still a 60% chance through the night. It looks like you're going to be playing that game in the 50s and with rain a good portion of the night and getting cold as it goes. Does that matter to either group? I think the rain helps the Rebels. Yeah. From a running perspective. Run, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it does. Because Lane was asked about that in the late afternoon. They went full practice today mm-hmm. um, and was asked about that. They've already worked on and did so today, the wet ball drills, working on that and preparing. But to me, that's what I think. When you're running, and, of course, Corral slowed down, but four different guys have carried the football for over 500 yards. Yeah. The only team year, in the country right? with and, more than two. There's more than two. And there's four. Yeah. And Matt, who knows what it would have been if he hadn't gotten hurt in Knoxville yeah. along the way. I think it does kind of benefit Ole Miss a little bit. Although, you know, in these short routes, receivers kind of know where they're going. But I, I'm going to have to disagree with Gordon on one thing. Mississippi State's only given up 96 yards a game in rushing. Yeah. They're pretty darn good up front now. Well, they played some teams that could run on them too. But, yeah, I agree with you, Chuck. You know, they're, they're pretty they are. good. They're, they're, they're giving up a a total of 325 yards a game, which is uh, way below what we're giving up, uh, 24.7 points a game. It's a pretty good defense now. Everybody looks at their offense because they're so explosive, but they're playing decent defense too most of the time. Correct. Now we'll see again Thursday night at 6.30, of course, for what will be another edition of this rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Our game day outlook comes up next. We get the outlook from the other side. Brian Haydad joins Richard Cross every day on the Super Talk Nation on Sports Talk Mississippi. He also has the podcast, Thunder and Lightning. We'll ask Brian Haydad some questions about Mississippi State in this game. Coming up next on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury, leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Howdy toddy, gosh almighty. Hello folks, Sleepy Steve's here with Sleepy Steve's Wholesale Furniture and Mattresses. We're a large supplier of mattresses and furniture. Come see us for all your furniture needs. 1218 Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, 711B, West Park Avenue. Go Rebels, and remember, it ain't easy being sleepy. It ain't easy being sleepy. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki, featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides, zero-turn mowers, plus you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play, Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Moving into the second half of this Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, I'm Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford, all in studio. Rhino running from the mothership back down in the capital city. We thank him for the fine work, as always. Brian Haydad, we listen to him from 3 until 6 on the Super Talk stations on Sports Talk Mississippi with Richard Cross, Mr. Borky, and the group. He also has that podcast, Thunder and Lightning. He is our game day look today, and we will chat with him now. Brian? Welcome to the show. There, and, launch on the square with Ben Garrett at Bure and uh, did our show at Visit Oxford and now heading home. Well, Rhino said during the break that if I might have offered you the right kind of food, you may have stayed and come in studio with us. It's possible. It's possible, but you never know. You never know. I've been <laughs> to Oxford three times in the last 10 days, I think, for, for Super Talk Remote, so I'm about Oxforded out at this point. That's a lot for a bulldog to do, isn't it, Hey Dad? That's that's a lot for you to do. Start with Will Rogers, and especially what's happened in the last five to six games, and now that he's breaking these school records and things, what, if anything, has changed? I think he's just finally gotten the amount of repetition and comfort with this offense because he's not only throwing the ball well, he's checking down at the line, he's checking to, 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 to certain routes, he's checking down to run plays. Uh, which they needed, and Mississippi State's run game has been a lot better over the past few weeks. You know, when Leach came in, he talked about how important repetition was, and then 
you know, we have a pandemic and you don't get spring practice and you got an abbreviated fall camp and then it's an abbreviated season. We're really in Rogers. This should be sort of towards the end of his sophomore year is what you would be looking at. And I think he's finally starting to, to advance. And he, like you said, these last five weeks, he's played as good as any quarterback in the country. Brian, it looks to me like uh, he knows where he's going with the ball pre-snap a lot of time. You're not wrong. I, I think, you know, that's the, the way this offense is set up, you know, that, that they, they have those primary reads and, and where they want to go with the football. But if you watch, especially in the Auburn game, and you, and you have to credit Mississippi State's offensive line, they've been doing a, a great job these past few games. He's going through those progressions pretty quickly, and, and he's finding the open guys. And, and right now, like this, like we said, this offense is just – it's finally reached that, that comfort point with everybody. It's not just with, with Rodgers. It's the line – it's the running backs, it's the receivers. Everybody seems to be on the same page right now. Let's talk about that offensive line a little bit more because in the past couple of years or so, I mean, it's it's like a lot of teams. You don't get a lot of the same five guys playing. Mississippi State seems to be getting a little bit more than that. And if you don't mind, expand on Charles Cross, too. Yeah, Charles Cross, obviously, you know, one of the top offensive linemen in the country. Uh, was announced today as the winner of the whole trophy as the top offensive lineman in the state. Almost every mock draft you look at has him going in the top 10 to 15 picks. Uh, just an all-around incredible player. Has not been beaten for a sack this year. Mississippi State has thrown the ball nearly 600 times, and he has not been beaten for a sack one time. I mean, that's the kind of talent we're talking about here. I mean, Ole Miss fans, when you had Laramie Tunsil, he's this kind of guy. He, he's that kind of just an eraser over there at left tackle. Uh, the rest of the line, you know, they get to play four on two, basically, because Cross is able to handle his one-on-one matchup. To me, this is the biggest key for, for Thursday night, is Ole Miss is so good at rushing the quarterback. We all know about Sam Williams. I don't think we'll see Sam Williams matched up very often on Charles Cross. I think D.J. Durkin will move him around and let him go from the right side more. But State's offensive line, if they can protect Will Rogers and keep State out of second and long, that's going to be the key because State's offense is not built to operate in second and long. It's built to keep the chains moving and to stay on, on schedule. Ole Miss wants to get you behind schedule. State's O-line, uh, you know, like you mentioned, they've had a lot of continuity there. Quint LaQuinston Sharp started every game at center. Uh, Cam Jones every game at left guard. Scott Lashley every game at right tackle. They've had a change at left guard or right guard now with Cole Smith coming in there. But it's been mostly the same five guys. And, they again, they have those repetitions, those, that comfort in the offense. Brian Gordon Ford here. Mike Leach got in there, and his first year was kind of shaky. Kicked a bunch of people off. Brought a bunch of new people in. Some of the state fans were kind of worried that he wasn't getting it done, and then all of a sudden they've just exploded. What's the take on him there now? I mean, I'm, I sh- I'm sure they're loving him now. Yeah, obviously, things started to change for him with the win at Texas A&M. You know, you lose two straight games early in the season to Memphis and to, and to LSU, and, you, and you're starting to think, okay, you combine what happened last year with what we're seeing now, and is this ever going to work? But then they go on Texas a they go to Texas A&M on the road, and get the big win there. Obviously, they, they got blown out by Alabama. But since then, they not only played good and won games, but the offense, was which, which is what you hired Mike Leach for, has been showing out. And Will Rogers is completing passes, and you're starting to see the air raid as, as it's intended to be at Mississippi State. His approval rating is obviously very high, and I think I'm not really speaking out of school when I say it can go a lot higher with a, with a win on Thursday. Brian, talk to us a little bit about I flipped over and watched a couple of Mississippi State games here lately, and last year I thought they were hurting a little bit at wide receiver, but this year it looks like you're loaded at wide receiver. It's the craziest thing, right? So every year for the past five or six years, State has had the better running backs and Ole Miss has had the better receivers. This year that is flipped. I think State has the better receivers and Ole Miss has the better running backs. And I don't think State has the, the best receiving core in the country, and it's, it's not the most talented, but it might be the deepest. They, they go eight or nine guys that you feel comfortable with throwing the ball to on third and long. Um, obviously, you know Malik Polk, the transfer from Cal, leads the SEC in, in receptions. He uh, tied State's single-season record last week. He's got 88 catches on the year. I mean, it's a Mississippi State receiver with 88 catches. Who would have ever thought that? Um, Jaden Wally and Austin Williams have been very good. Malik Heath has played well the last couple of weeks. You've got some younger players like Tulu Griffin and, and um, Ra-Ra Thomas who played well. Christian Ford is a guy who just went on scholarship, but he's made some big catches for State this year. Another transfer, Jameer Calvin, has, been, has played well from Washington State, so he had that familiarity 
with Leach's offense. They just have eight or nine guys that you can they can put out there. They each can do something different. It's just as good a receiving core as Mississippi State's ever had historically. Brian, uh, you know, proving my point of what I was saying earlier before you came on the air, the air uh, all we talk about is is Mississippi State's offense as fans, onlookers, or lookers from a, a distance. But I, I'm telling you, I've been impressed lately with this Mississippi State defense, uh, particularly against the run. Yeah, State has been really good against the run really all year. The only teams that have run well on them are Alabama and Arkansas, and that's two of the top rushing offenses in the conference. But so is Ole Miss. This is one of the best rushing offenses in the conference. Uh, when, when Corral is feeling, feeling his oats, he can obviously do quite a bit in the run game, too. That's going to be another big matchup for Mississippi State. You know, I like State against Ole Miss's receivers because I like Emerson and Forbes. I think both of those guys are NFL corners, so they should be able to, to, to sort of limit what uh, Ole Miss is able to do in the passing game a little bit. You can't limit a Lane Kiffin offense entirely. But if Ole Miss is able to run the football, especially when it looks like it's going to be raining for most of this game, that's going to be a big win for the Rebels. So they State has got to play the same kind of rush defense that's played all year, uh, and if they can do that, they'll have a great chance to win. Last thing, and we appreciate you being on with us as you as you make your way back home, and that is the Kiffin Leach relationship and how both of them are addressing this game. If you don't mind, yeah, it's really funny to watch, isn't it? I mean, I know Chuck, especially going back to the Mullen and Freeze days, when they're saying there was no love loss would have been a, a huge understatement. <laughs> and then you know when when Moorhead and Luke took over, we started talking about well maybe the rivalry will calm down a little bit, and then in their first game there was a huge brawl. Now it really does seem like, yeah, uh, these are two coaches that they know each other, they have some respect for each other. Uh, will it translate to the, the teams? Maybe. Will it translate to the fan bases? Absolutely not. But these two guys, at least, they do seem to, to have that respect for one another that we have not seen from Coach. I mean, go all the way back to Cheryl and Brewer. They just didn't like each other. So it looks like at least in something else we've got two coaches who they aren't going to you know, draw swords at midnight or anything on each other. So, Brian, uh, now that you've been over here three times in the last ten days to God's country, I'm, I'm sure you're wanting to move over here. Uh, you know what? If you can find me a great deal on a house, but I want to live right next to Richard Cross so that I, 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 I can toilet paper his trees whenever I want to. <laughs> well, I was going to ask why, but since you put that answer in there, um, yeah. we, we might can help you out. I'll play but, my radio really loud at night when he's trying to sleep, all that <laughs> <laughs> Brian, thanks for being on with us, buddy. Safe travels. Anytime, guys. Have a good one. All right. That's our friend Brian Haydad with Super Talk Radio and, and the Sports Talk Mississippi guys. I think he brings up a, a lot of good points along the way. He mentioned that last fight. I happened to fill in for Richard Cross that night on the sideline. Yeah. And what did my dumb 5'5 five, five fat self do. I'm right there at the goal line as it happens. And I forget which Ole Miss offensive lineman came off the side or, and grabs me and says, sir, you need to move over here. <laughs> really? As it was going on. Oh, my and happened. But we've seen a lot of those things yeah. over the years, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I remember that year that Deuce McAllister, oh, oh, he, he put a hurting on some guy over there. Uh, a recruit, a recruit right? Yeah. That ended up being a pretty good offensive lineman yeah. before his career was over. Uh, but anyway, I, let's let's hope that let's hope that uh, that doesn't happen anymore. It's just it's silly. It really is. You know, just play football. It's, I, it's a tough enough sport as it is without fighting. It is, and and I've I've lived in Huntsville, Alabama for four years too. And as much as there is the hatred and things here, that one's even more so i mean that one gets even crazier now they may not have had the fights on the field in the past couple of years that that almost and mississippi state have but that one can get outrageous also i also want to tell a story on mike leach if you guys don't mind and that was when i was on the almost radio network and he was at texas tech and at that point in the pregame show you know we have an opponent segment and i interviewed the opposing head coach or would at least you know, maybe chop up some quotes or have something from somewhere. And the first time that I called, um, you know, I didn't think the head coach doesn't have time for me, right? I'm just going to get three, four minutes out of him and let's get him onto his day. And I was like, all right, coach, here we go. And I'm counting down three, two, one to the recording. And he's like, you got to stop. And I'm like, okay. He's like, 
I want to get to know you. We talked 10 to 15 minutes. Mike Leach, he wanted to know my story mm-hmm. about me, getting what I was doing at Ole Miss, how long had I been there, this and that. We talked about his law school days. Mm-hmm. And I heard Neil, uh, Neil Price, the play-by-play voice of Mississippi State, tell us similar what it's like with him away from it. We, we see the press conference guy. We see the wheels turning when he's on the sideline guy. The pirate. But, yeah, right? But he is a different character, right? When you can get him away, very smart football man. But he he was really interested, and we took a long time. Then the next time, because we played them again not long after that, I think maybe even in the bowl. Did we play the bowl game first and then went to Lubbock in a regular mm-hmm. season game or well, vice versa? Cliff Kingsbury was the again, or, or, or there, vice yeah. versa. But regardless, it was like uh, the second time he was good to go quickly. But mm-hmm. that first time he actually wanted to get to know a pregame dude from Ole Miss a little bit. It's kind I, of I, the I, I got a, I've got a leak story as well. How much time we got? You got about five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> when when uh, Ole Miss was looking to hire a coach, when they hired Hugh Freeze, you know the fans were clamoring for yes. Leach a lot, and so I said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Leach." So I I got I don't know how I got his number, but I got it, and he was down at Key West, and so I called him, and it's at around lunchtime. I said, "Hey, Coach, uh, this is Chuck with the Ole Miss Spirit." Uh, well, just want to find out your thoughts on uh, Ole Miss. And he said, let me tell you something. I'm sitting here eating the best jerk chicken I have ever had in my life. He said, you have got to come down here and eat this jerk chicken with me. And I said, Coach, uh, you, you know, I'd love to, but I, I need to find out what you think about Ole Miss. Man, this jerk chicken is good. I And he talked for 10 minutes about the jerk chicken. Yeah. I never got a quote from him about Ole Miss. I mean, other than, well, sure, I'd be interested. And that's about it. <laughs> and that, that is that guy. Yeah. That is him. He wanted to talk more uh, with me about me and his being graduating second in his law class mm-hmm. and then using that into football and, and, and going through and doing that. So he's a different character. Yeah. And, and, and the point, you know, uh, early, I don't know that Mississippi State was enamored with him, but now as it's gotten in, I think as with almost everywhere, although it's it's too much of a business these days, they don't get that. He needs to get his guys in that system and run that system, and tell you, so, maybe he's found it. But but I will say this now: he's he's got a pretty quick trigger when things don't go his way. Like a couple of weeks ago, he said. We're gonna try have tryouts for a place kicker, right? You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, he said that publicly. Uh, he did it at Texas Tech. Yeah, and and <laughs> you know, I mean, what are you what are your place kickers on your team thinking? My lord, you know, because you got to run one, but um, <laughs> yeah. you would think yeah. one of them's got to run back out there next week because you're yeah. probably not going to find that guy on yeah. campus. But exactly. you look at him when he got fired at Texas Tech. That had to have been one of those dumbest moves ever. And getting accused of locking Craig James' son in a locker or something. You know, yeah. just crazy stuff. And they've never been the same since. I will say this. The win- winning at the places he has been at. Lubbock, Texas. If you've never been there, mm-hmm. you can't get there no. from here. And you don't want to be there. And then in Pullman, Washington, oh. same way. Yeah. Same way. And Starkville? Sorry, hey, Dad. <laughs> 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 no, but he's done. Oh, well. He's done great. You know, I mean, he has won football games at some really hard places. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, no. Question. Whether it's system or whatever it is, he's done that. Now, um, it's time to go win that game on Thursday, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, there's just it's I mean, just that time. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is shooting for the first ten win regular season ever, ever, ever. 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 Now, granted. For the old timers, they didn't even have ten regular season right. games, so you know you got to give them their due. And and if we do win Thursday night, you got to kind of put a asterisk on it, I think. Sure. But still, Eli didn't do it. Deuce didn't do it. Uh, John Avery didn't do it. Uh, Wesley Walls didn't do it. None of the people in the last fifty years have done it. Speaking of John Avery, did you see him this weekend? I didn't. Um, he came in, he locked the vault, he did all of that. That dude is still chiseled. Now, I don't know if he can still run a 4-2, but he still looks like he can play at whatever age he is. Now, isn't he a professional point. comedian? He did some stand-up comedy for a long time. He has recently moved to Hernando, and he is working at a car dealership. He's doing car sales. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Ben I, Hernando. I bet he can sell the hell Don't out you of know? Car. Oh, gosh. I, <laughs> I heard him on with Richard and Brett Northworthy on the pregame show. Hilarious. But yeah. he did. He did a lot of stand-up comedy once he first got yeah. out of here. But That still, dude may have been good. the fastest player that ever played here. There's no doubt. I mean, he could fly. They called him the Jet for a reason. Oh, man, he could fly. Thanks to Brian Haydad for being on our program, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment comes up next, as well as the good, bad, and ugly, and we finish up another version of this show, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, uh, 6.30, rather, on Thursday night, rain in the forecast. It is the battle for the golden egg. It is the egg bowl, whatever you want to call it. We're going to do it again on Thursday, and we'll talk just a brief bit more about it in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Restaurant Arcade, Oxford's newest place to eat, drink, and play is excited to say that we are now open for lunch. Starting at 11 a.m., seven days a week, we are now open for lunch. And yes, we have the burgers. Yes, we have the wings. But have you heard about them awesome carne asada fries, steak and shrimp fries, or the awesome fajita fries that everyone has been raving about? If not, you need to get the joysticks, man. Call 380-5249 or come see us at 1801 Jackson Avenue West, right across the street from Dairy Beach. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Please take me back home to Mississippi. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with you. We've got some news and notes before we're done. Final thoughts on Ole Miss, Mississippi State football. But now let's do some red and blue chips recruiting presented by Go Orthodontics, offering friendly, affordable, quality smiles to you and Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville. Well, Gary, after the huge recruiting weekend uh, against Texas A&M, it was a little slim with Vanderbilt visitors. Uh, but they did have a, you know two or three pretty good ones, 22 offensive linemen, Felitha Carswell, who's uh, – Miami commit was here. Uh, Columbia DT Yahim Otis, who was supposed to be here against Texas A&M, didn't show up. He showed up for the Vandy game. He's a heck of a player. Um, 23 linebacker Suntarian Perkins, he was in on an official visit. He's a really good football player. And then uh, DT Xavier Harris, he was here for an official. But like I say, it was a pretty light, pretty light uh, weekend. I'm going to go back to the text message question of Arch Manning a little bit. It's, it's You just mentioned Miami commit, and we've had others, and you see that happening in recruiting all over the place. Because of coaching changes, because of this, you're seeing, seeing guys decommit from Florida right now. There's so many factors that can go into what Ole Miss's class this December is going to look like and next December is oh, going to no look question. like. No question. And, uh, you That's know. how we got Matt Corral. 
Yeah. yeah because Mullen didn't want him when he got to Florida. Yeah. And he was a Florida commit. You never know. And now Mullen's fired, and Corral <laughs> may be headed to New York for the Heisman uh, presentation. He Let's hope that that is correct. All right, so there's a little of the red and blue chips recruiting. Now, the uh, go ahead, Rhino, hit the music if you do not mind. we got the good, the bad, and the ugly. And our friends at Big Delta Power Sports bring you this. Well, obviously the good is that we won. Don't, don't let anyone fool you. Any SEC win is good, even against a – Two and nine Vandy team that's zero and seven in the SEC. We don't need to get too haughty about conference wins, despite how poorly the Rebels looked at times. Uh, it's certainly a win. For the first time in school history, the Rebels were seven and zero at home. That's cool. That's that's really cool and and real good. And when they had to, the Rebel defense stepped up with some key stops in the second half when it looked as if Vandy was gaining some momentum, and then that game winning. High-flying, toe-tapping interception by DeAndre mm. Price. I mean, that was as good as you'll ever see. And uh, and while they sputtered and flopped around too much, the offense did score 31 points, so that's not uh, chicken feed either. The bad, well, let's be honest here. The Rebels played uh, poorly when compared to the standards they've gotten us used to. They did what I've seen so many Ole Miss teams in the past do. They played down to their competition level. Um but but let's be also be doubly honest. It's so hard to get up peak performance two weeks in a row. Harry alluded to it. They got sky high for Texas A and M. They looked at Vandy film and said, "Come on, guys. Well, you know why are we going to get so emotionally invested in this game?" And it showed. I think so. so. That, so it was bad. The ugly. Well, it's the bottom bottom line time. If the Rebels want to win and start one, become the first team in Ole Miss history to win 10 regular season games, they got to play better, much better, on both sides of the ball than they did against Vanderbilt, and I think that goes without saying. You know, you look at this game as it was away from us four or five weeks ago, and I don't think – I thought we would be – Looking at a pick'em type game, even with the game mm-hmm. being played in Starkville, mm-hmm. I thought Ole Miss would be a heavy favorite in what, this. Uh, what is the line? It, it opened with Ole Miss at two, and I think it swung to the opposite direction. Mm. So I can pull that up uh, here quickly along the way. Well, I was looking today at common opponents. Uh, both teams beat Vandy. Ole Miss lost to Auburn. Mississippi State beat Auburn. Both teams lost to Alabama. We beat LSU. Mississippi State lost to LSU. We beat Arkansas. Uh, Mississippi State lost to Arkansas. Both teams beat A&M, but Mississippi State beat them at College Station. Yeah. yeah right. So, you know, the uh, the head-to-head people is uh, kind of even. Ole Miss may have a slight edge, but and that's what happens when you're nine and two and they're seven and four. Ole Miss opened a two-point favorite. It's now as much as two Mississippi State. And that's up. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't know if weather factors into that or home that field factors that. into that. In that Who game. knows where it'll be by Thursday? Well, the Bulldogs started putting money on it <laughs> <laughs> when they said when they saw that Ole Miss was a two-point favorite. They said, "Not against my team." I got you. you Let, let's go. All right, three and one Ole Miss women's basketball concludes a five-game uh, homestand tomorrow against Jackson State at two. The Ole Miss men lost two or three in Charleston, South Carolina. They'll be at the SJB Pavilion on Friday at three against Mississippi Valley. And I don't know we'll leave out the volleyball teams had a really good season. Nineteen and eight, eight and eight in the SEC. They finished the regular season this weekend in Tuscaloosa on Friday and Saturday. Gordon, the basketball team, I know that's your area of expertise. They gotta start hitting some shots. Yeah, they do. And I mean um, and I think it's just as simple as that because they're playing good defense. They're playing good defense. They're running their plays. Morrell, who you thought would be a shooter, is not hitting the shots, um, and uh, you look at him, Joiner. I mean, he's handling the ball so much. If Ruffin was there, I think it'd be a whole different situation because you could push him over to shooting guard, that being Joiner, where he belongs, where he belongs, and it wouldn't be as much pressure on him because he's having to handle the ball the whole time. Crowley's played a little bit better, but he still does a lot of dumb things, throwing the ball away, one-handed passes, but. 
I don't think you should panic now in basketball. There's a lot of games left, and we got people coming in here that we could beat, that being Ole Miss. And, uh, I mean, we could be back in the saddle again real quick. Let's hope so. Yeah. Guys, have yourself a, a very good Thanksgiving. You too, brother. you got a daughter that cooks really well, don't yeah, you? No question. I'm going to be eating a lot of it, too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. We thank Brian Haydad. We thank Harry Harrison for being on the program, for you, for being a part of it as well. Rhino, another great job by you. We'll do this again on a Monday night. Until then, Gary, Chuck, and Gordon saying so long. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.